This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. And today we're talking about 7-Eleven hot foods. That's right. Uh, Some of our listeners may not know this, but you can go into 7-Eleven and procure hot foods. Who doesn't know this? I think probably a lot of people. Okay. Like, uh, try asking my mom. Like, my mom has has probably spent her entire life... Like, never thinking of going into 7-Eleven for anything except maybe to use a bathroom on a road trip or buy some gasoline. Okay. What about a Slurpee? Does she ever get a Slurpee? Oh, God. No. Can you imagine Tony Weisenberg drinking (laughs) a Slurpee? I'm enjoying enjoying imagining it. No. Yeah. Okay. So my phone... Yeah. She only, only consumes crackling cold, crackling cold Sauvignon, Sauvignon Blanc. Sauvignon Blanc. There we go. Uh, my, yeah, my phone's in the other room. Otherwise, I would text her right now to ask if she's ever gotten like a hot dog <laughs> or a uh, buffalo chicken roller from 7-Eleven. Yeah, no, that's, it's not even in her consciousness. Okay, so this was suggested by listener Andres. Thank you so much, listener Andres. Thank you. Um, and the big disclaimer at the top, as much as like I'm going to feel a pull to do so, we're not talking about Japanese 7-Eleven. Which is tough. Tough, which, which is, is tough really tough. It's a, the, it, the food, the food, the hot food at Japanese Seven Eleven is objectively better. Yeah, <laughs> like, okay. This is not something we often say, but in this case, I think it's a fact. Yeah, but most of our listeners are not located in Japan. That's Therefore, true. we want this to be accessible, uh, at least for our North American listeners. Hopefully, you will have access to the same mediocre foods that we're going to yeah. be eating today. I mean, which sometimes really hit the spot. Yeah. So okay, so. Do you have any memory lane of 7-Eleven hot foods? I didn't know 7-Eleven had hot foods until you told me a couple of years ago. <laughs> a couple of years ago. Okay. Yeah. But still, um, you know, there are only... So when I was growing up, there was a 7-Eleven at like the nearest uh, like major intersection to my house. Okay. You know where yeah. Cassidy Square yes, is? Right? Of okay. So there's always been a 7-Eleven, at least as long as I can remember. There's been a 7-Eleven right at the corner there. And that was the main place we would go to get gas and what not. However, I never noticed that there was hot food in there. Or if I did, I quickly looked away. And as an adult, there aren't really many 7-Elevens close to where I live. I can think of one. Yeah. And I've never, I've never really gone in because the gas there is really expensive. So oddly enough, 
Uh, oh, another disclaimer. Like, uh, you know, you know, our show is, is usually structured as a disclaimer sandwich, like That's a disclaimer right. at the top, then right. the meat, then the then the disclaimer at the bottom. This episode is not sponsored by 7-Eleven. That's oh. probably obvious. <laughs> yeah, right? let's make this clear. Um, okay, so I, oddly enough, there are two 7-Elevens within a short walk from where I live now. And I say oddly enough because I, I live in a neighborhood that's pretty much devoid of fast food chains. And I know mm. that a convenience store is different from a fast food chain, but it feels like kind of the same. Same, feeling kind of the same economic niche. You know, it's also, I, I'm noticing as we're talking about this, that I tend to think of 7-Eleven as a gas station and oh, you tend right. to think of it as a convenience store. Yeah. Okay. And Actually, one of the 7-Elevens near me is a gas station, I think. But, well, another thing that I want to point out about your neighborhood is that it also doesn't have very many gas stations. Yeah. I mean, it's got like three, maybe. But compared to my neighborhood, where okay. I have like a smorgasbord of gas stations, What's, what have we, should we do a gas tasting for a bonus episode? <laughs> How about a gas sniffing? Gas sniffing, yeah. yes. No, but anyway, I think of Seven Eleven as a place you go to to get gasoline and maybe other things. Okay, and I think of it as a place you go to get Slurpees and maybe other things. Okay, there we go. Yeah, so like I I recently um, I I volunteered uh, doing like like packing up music equipment at uh, Rock Camp. And it was held in a building with no air conditioning on like one of the hottest days of the year. And I worked for like two hours. And uh, then I was like, oh, my God, like I'm never going to be rehydrated. And I stopped for a Slurpee on the way home. And it was the greatest Slurpee ever. Wow. What flavor? Blue raspberry. No, that's icy. Ooh, that um, wild cherry. I think it was I think it was like wild cherry. I was going to say it's got to be either wild cherry or, or cola. Yeah, I like the blue raspberry icy. Really? Yeah. Wow, you are full of surprises. So I don't okay. think it should ever be surprising that I like some kind of junk food, right? Well, but I like a lot of junk foods too, but I, I draw the line at blue raspberry. Yeah, but I mean, if there were like blue raspberry nerds, you would probably no, eat them. No, I encounter blue raspberry in, I think that the, in some packs of Sour Patch Kids, they've like, you know, made other flavors yeah. go in there. I don't really like the blue raspberry. Anyway, but Matthew, okay, so talk to me about your experience uh, of like 7-Eleven as a place you might stop to get hot food. Okay, so most of my memory lane actually isn't 7-Eleven. Like when I think about like convenience store hot foods, what I really remember is the AMPM mini market mm -hmm. burger, mm -hmm. which was like a terrible burger that has like a very particular flavor. And I would get pretty often when I was a kid, I'm sure it was like 99 cents or less. I think it might have been 79 cents. Was there an AM, PM that you could walk or ride your bike to? Yeah, I think there was. Okay. And so I remember that. Like, I don't I, I don't have a lot of 7-Eleven memories as a kid outside of Slurpees, which were an absolute favorite. But like as a you know young adult and like through the through the present, like sometimes I really get a craving for a 7-Eleven hot dog, which is called the Big Bite hot dog. I, I'm curious. So I, I'm guessing that we're going to be able to have one of these. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I want to know like, you know, when you get a craving for a Big Bite, hot dog is that different from a craving for just a hot dog in general it kind of is because like how is it different that's a good question because usually usually i get like uh like boar's head like semi-fancy hot dogs if you're home. buying a pack if i'm buying a pack cook to, at home. to cook at home and this is this is more of like uh like a you know street vendor kind of hot dog or like a like i imagine what i imagine a hot dog is like at like a ballpark <laughs> Uh, is it is it like a dirty water dog or is it it's, co it's no, cooked on it's, rollers? It's, on, it's cooked on rollers. So I guess that does make it different. Like it's just it's it's like a thing in and of itself. Like it is it is like a, a hot dog, obviously, but it's uh, it's like a 7-Eleven hot dog. Great. I can't wait to experience it. It's not going to it's not going to blow your mind. No, no. But uh, but a hot dog when you want a hot dog. 
is a hot dog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, sometimes, every once in a while, I will get taquitos, which uh, are like, you know, none of this stuff. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to like yuck a yum here. Like none, none of this stuff is it, like you know. I think like some some of these things like are probably like people's like favorite treat. I think that that could be said for a lot of the things that we have discussed on this show that we don't really love. Yeah, and like I, I mean, I think I think all this stuff is pretty tasty, except for the pizza. <laughs> oh no, on the pizza? No, no, no. Wow. I, okay. I hope I get to try it today. Because... Oh, I think, I think probably. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna walk over to Seven Eleven in a little bit. In the middle of this episode, in the middle of the episode, we're just gonna like throw down our microphones, and you guys are gonna have to sit here in silence just for like waiting thirty for us minutes to get back. Let's talk a little bit about Seven Eleven. Yeah, like the it has. Uh, I was gonna say the history was more interesting than I than I expected, but is it really? We'll find out. Okay. Okay. So. Seven uh, Eleven was founded in Dallas, Texas, in 1927 as a seller of ice. Huh. Okay. So Interesting. It, uh, I love said, that. Like that, uh, it was a storefront for an ice house, is how they put it on Wikipedia, which uh, which which was kind of a nice phrase. Yeah, storefront for an ice house. The original name was Totem Stores. That's T O T E apostrophe M because you'll like buy the ice and tote. You'll buy ice and maybe other things and totem home. Mm. For quite a while, it had like uh, an Alaska Native theme, uh, which the less said mm. about the better. I ah, think. Ah, okay. And it was uh, it was renamed Seven Eleven in 1946 to reflect its long opening hours. Okay. Um, and and presumably also like to celebrate uh, like the Allied victory in World War II. <laughs> I don't know. Not, Se- not seven, for any particular reason. Seven Eleven. No, there's no there's no joke here. Hap- just, oh, okay, cool. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, something happened in 1945. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But wait, hold on. Uh, I thought Seven Eleven is a was a Japanese company. Oh, we'll get there. Okay. So. The company went bankrupt in 1990, partly as a result, uh, like, of lingering effects of, like, the 1987 stock market crash. Okay. Um, but, uh, like, also uh, mismanagement. Uh, and it so went into Chapter 11 bankruptcy. And in 1991, it was purchased by Ito Yokado, which is a uh, Japanese supermarket chain. Hmm. And the merged company renamed itself Seven and I Holdings. It's the Seven for 7-Eleven, the I for Ito Yokado. The vast majority of of 7-Eleven has been owned by this uh, Japanese uh, conglomerate since 1991, but it was not founded in Japan. Okay, but wait, you mean the vast majority. So are there still some 7-Elevens that are not owned by the Ito Yokado... So, comp- or no, by that, Seven and I Holdings, right? So that's that's an interesting question. So, um, I don't really understand how corporate ownership works. So okay. it's it's a publicly traded company, and but like. I don't know the answer. Okay. It's not it's not like an individual store basis. It's like it's like who owns like the the company structure itself. Wait a minute. So, hold on. I'm looking at the next item or did you already say this? It uh, that that 7 and I Holdings has uh, over 78,000 7-Eleven stores yes. in 19 countries. That's right. And the largest number of stores in any country is in Japan. Yes, over 25,000, I think. And how many are in the U.S., do you know? Ugh, let me look that up. That's so interesting. I mean, I guess it's not that interesting given that it's owned now by a Japanese company. But I think uh, probably a lot of people, at least in North America, don't don't know that it is so prevalent in Japan. Yeah, I think so. And like partly, like, you know... 
we we, we did we, we've done like a Japanese convenience store episode. Sure, we? I think probably. I think. Uh, there are 7-Eleven stores in the U.S. Wow, that's so much less than yeah. in Japan. But it's like you know, Seven Elevens in Japan don't typically have parking lots, and sure. uh, like you know, if you if you live in an urban neighborhood in Tokyo, there will be like five Seven Elevens within walking distance. All of them like pretty small. And do you have a sense? from your time in Tokyo of ways in which 7-Eleven is different from other convenience stores? That's a really good question. At least, okay. you know, in, in Japan. So this is, this is interesting to me because like, Basically, it's not like in terms of like, you know, where you find them, what the selection of products is like. They're all open 24 hours. But the the thing that I found is that uh, I always read um, Sora News 24, which is a uh, like, you know, news news from Japan, like like pop culture and, and like food and entertainment news from Japan in English, like like a news bites blog kind of. Okay. And one thing that they will often do is do a uh Combini, uh, uh, like product tasting, like you know, we got like the the pork buns from Seven Eleven, Family Mart, Lawson, and Mini Stop, and compared them. Okay. And Seven Eleven comes out on top of those food tastings the vast majority of the time. That's so interesting. Um, not that not that any of the Combini have bad food by any means, but uh, but Seven Eleven usually comes out on top. Like I don't think these are blind tastings. I think probably like you know Seven Eleven is is the most popular chain, and uh, and probably there's like just some like you know good feelings about the brand that are contributing to that. But it does really seem like like Seven Eleven in Japan is nailing it. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. Well, is there anything else we need to say about 7-Elevens in the U.S.? I don't know. Like, I, I didn't think of it as a gas station until you mentioned it, even though I know that they usually sell gas. I think mm-hmm. of, I think of like, AMPM, because it's, like, it's like Arco AMPM, and you never see an AMPM that isn't a gas station, but you do sometimes see a 7-Eleven that isn't a gas station, I guess? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And probably I'll get a Slurpee. Today. Today. Okay. All right. All right. So we're going we're gonna to pause here. We're going to go to 7-Eleven and get some stuff. Then we'll come back and tell you what we ate. Terrific. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay. We've been to 7-Eleven. Yep. And we're back. And uh, we've decided to start our tasting with a slice of the pizza. Yeah. Okay. So what do you think? We got pepperoni. So when I first pulled it out of the box, it it reminded me of uh, like Tony's microwave pizza, which I haven't seen in ages, although it is crispier on the bottom than that. So this slice of pizza was $1.99. You know, it's hard to say because I feel a little bit biased by your your comment on the agenda here. 
where you wrote pizza dash. This stuff is really rough. In yeah, Matthew's okay. Opinion. I shouldn't. I shouldn't have biased you that way. Um. Anyway, I think that it is just bad pizza. I think it's it's worse than average bad pizza. <laughs> I I think so too. I would I would prefer most frozen pizza over Seven Eleven pizza. I gotta say. Yeah, there's something about the the taste of the crust. It's just not good. But I would eat it in a pinch. I mean, oh, yeah, honestly, I have to say that when I stood there looking at the, the things we could acquire, so all the rollers with various roll-shaped yeah, things on them. Yeah, if they had them. had the, the, the uh, cheeseburger roller, I would have gotten one, but they were out. We also looked at like sort of the little hot case where they had wings and things like that. I have to say, if I were to walk in there myself... I would buy a slice of pizza because it seems to me the least daunting of the things sure. on offer. That said, it, it is not very good. All right. What should we, where should we go next? I think we need to go to the hot dog. Okay, go yeah. for it. So they give you the bun separately and you have what? to put it in the bun yourself. I'm sorry. It's time to take a picture of this. What? Uh, this was not what I expected. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why is the bun... Oh my God! So, oh, like, Matthew, and hold on. There's a little bit of grease from the tongs on here. I can't. You do it. Okay. Sometimes they put the bun. The bun is like in a uh, in like plastic wrapped. You do it first. Like you take eat, a bite. You eat it first. I don't understand why they're separate. That doesn't look like a regular hot dog, is it? Hmm. 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 Yeah, I still think it's good. The bun is not very good. This is a spicy bite. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. I could tell it when the guy was picking it up. And different. I was like, what? what is the deal, dude? Mm-hmm. It's obvious this is not a regular hot dog. You're right. Mm, it's tasty. Yeah, like sometimes, sometimes I'll get yeah. this, like if I've been out like walking and I go by 7-Eleven, I'm like, I want a cheap lunch right now. Yeah. So tell me about why the, the bun is separate from the dog. I've never seen. I don't know. I've never seen a hot dog served I think this it's, way. I think it's so that they don't have to touch anything because they're not going to like glove up. So they can like serve it to you, like like pick up the the dog with tongs, and then the bun also with tongs, or it's in a pla- in plastic wrap sometimes. Wow. Okay. Okay. Because like all this other stuff can like easily be served up with like tongs or a spatula for the no, pizza. No, no, I, I get it. Okay. All right. That was that was very surprising to me. Yeah. All right. Okay. What's next? I think. So, okay, we have two different taquitos here. Oh, by here. the way, something about the pizza. We got a discount on the pizza for some reason. So, actually, that pizza slice was 69 cents. I, that was worth it. Yeah, okay. Okay, should we do, what do we think that this thing is? This is a hot honey boneless chicken wing skewer, and I already tasted a bite of it. So You I, I, I'm. You love 7-Eleven hot food is what I'm getting about you. I don't, like, I've never tried this before. I think it's pretty good. The chicken has that like weirdly too tender texture. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's the issue. I-, I think that my bias is coming out here mm-hmm. because I think probably if you told me that these things were from like McDonald's or something, mm-hmm. I would feel a lot better about it. But I think there's something about the griminess of a 7-Eleven, mm-hmm. at least. Oh yeah, and this, in this the my US. local 7-Eleven is quite grimy. It's disgusting. Anyway, there's something about the griminess of it <laughs> combined with the fact that. These foods are already kind of questionable. Oh, yeah. I'm struggling right now. Yeah. So, okay. taquitos? Uh, yeah, let's. Th- these kind of look the least scary to me. Okay. Uh, we got one Monterey Jack chicken and one taco and cheese. I don't know which is which. Okay. You go first. Mm. Yeah. So is this a deep fried, like uh, a deep fried tortilla mm-hmm. or like it's, it's 
like a I've, taco that's made into like a cigar shape and then it's deep fried. Yeah. And then it's kept on the warming tray. On the on the rollers, yeah. Oh, that's right. It was on the rollers. I'm still not totally. I think that's the the uh, Monterey Jack chicken, but I'm not totally sure. Hmm. Mm-mm. So this that, is definitely the Monterey Jack so chicken. So that's the taco and cheese. Mm-hmm. It tastes like taco. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm finding this episode really <laughs> difficult. I- didn't, didn't you suggest it? <laughs> I did not suggest this. This was suggested by listener Andres. But you suggested we do it today. Mm, yes, but you were the one who was who was like, I want to do 7-Eleven hot food. Does sound like something I that, would say. You absolutely said that. Okay, the one that I find easiest to stomach is honestly still the pizza. Okay, yeah, I mean, because it's like, like a recognizable thing. Yeah, there's something about the texture of the chicken I'm finding challenging. You know, what mm-hmm. I will say is these are like big flavors. These are like American fast food flavors, mm-hmm. and this is really cheap. And that's pretty great. But the, the, yeah. No, like I said, like, it's not, this is not going to be like a top pick for me. I think it's not a top pick for most people. Like, it's something that you do because it's convenient or because you don't have a lot of money in your pocket. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, and it scratches that itch quite nicely. And I got a Slurpee, which was a little bit under frozen, but, but good. What is another place you could get a hot dog if you were, like, walking home? Like, where else could you just, like, walk in and get a well, hot dog? Like, at a, at a supermarket deli counter, you can get a corn dog. I don't know if you can get a hot dog. Huh. I don't think so. Okay. Where is another place you can get a hot dog? This is a really know. good question. Yeah, because I was just thinking, like, if I walked into your local 7-Eleven. <laughs> if I walked into your, yeah, if you walked into my apartment, I would I make you a hot dog. If I walked into your local 7-Eleven, I think that I would not want the hot dog just because of the the general state of the 7-Eleven. Sure. But I'm trying to think of, like, you know, where, where would I want the hot dog? Then again, I'm fine with, like, <laughs> where a, do you want I'm this fine with like a dirty water dog from, like, a street cart. So mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm, this is pretty dirty. I'm full of contradictions. This is extremely dirty. I'm going to have another cleansing bite of this pizza. Yeah, I do. I do feel like we got kind of like the classic 7-Eleven counter service, which is not not like uh, to to like criticize the the staff at 7-Eleven who have a very difficult job to do. I'm sure are understaffed and are doing their best. But also it's kind of you kind of always get the gist of like, I would like to help you, but I've never seen this this the food at this counter before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Woo, that that pizza is bad. <laughs> wow. Yeah, okay. So God, I really like this challenges conventional notions mm-hmm. of bad pizza. You know the old like uh you know, pizza's like sex, even when it's bad, it's still pretty good. Right. No, this is this is not pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I would not have sex with this pizza. Okay. You were okay. here to hear first. Hold on. I feel like there are a couple of really classic things that we did not get, Matthew. Right. We didn't get the nachos. We didn't get the nachos. We didn't get the buffalo chicken rollers. We didn't get the buffalo chicken roller. I looked at it and I'm like, I I just don't like this thing. Okay. Okay. Is it made to taste like buffalo chicken wings, but in a tortilla that's been deep fried? No, it's, it's it's a meat tube that is then served with a hot dog bun. No. Yes. Oh, I'm glad we didn't get that. Um, and so it's like that. I, I like the flavor of it. Fine. It's the texture of like like hot doggy texture, but buffalo chicken flavored that is uh, incongruous to me. Okay. Okay. Uh, what about the? I, I did think we might get nachos. So I walked in and kind of looked right at the bag of nachos. It was like it comes in a bag. 
Yeah, and then you like dispense cheese sauce onto it, or maybe they dispense cheese sauce onto it. I was trying it. to figure out if, if it was a bag was of worried. chips that somehow had cheese in there, and you put the whole thing in the microwave, and something magical happens. I don't think so. Yeah, I, I, like, I haven't gotten them in a really long time, and I was like worried about the logistics, I guess. Okay, fair enough. What about burgers? So there there are some like microwave things, like a little further into the store, there's like br- microwave burritos, microwave burgers. Like This is something I've never really done. Okay, okay, fair enough. Have you? Should I, should I text your mom and ask if she has? <laughs> I did. I did text your mom to ask if she's ever gotten herself a 7-Eleven hot dog, but I haven't heard back yet. I'll let you know. <laughs> did you just text her that out of the blue? Yeah, of course. Oh, my God, Matthew. She's going to be like, what? Molly, well, your friend Matthew, sexted me. Well, here's l- let me read the text. And this is this is not going to be like a, a fun bit because because we're not going to hear back in time, but maybe on a, on a future episode. Hey, Tony, Molly and I are recording. We have a question for you. Have you ever bought a hot dog or other hot food from a 7-Eleven for yourself? This is not important at all. Thank you. Oh, great. OK, terrific. I know what her reply but, is going to be, which which is like my passive aggressive way of saying it's very important. Yeah. OK. Uh, do we have anything else to say about this? This bounty? I know the thing I'm going back for is the hot honey boneless chicken wings, even though they're also not good. I found the texture of that most the most disturbing of the things that we had. I dropped it on the floor. I think the best thing we had was a hot dog, because I think it's really hard to mess up a hot dog. Mm-hmm. And this was a quite good hot dog, I'll be honest. Yeah, I like the spicy bite. I like the regular one. Do you know which one you're going to get? Probably not. Um, I also noticed that it 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 definitely, um, I think it's probably a fattier dog than yeah. what I usually get at the grocery store. And it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. So so in conclusion, go to a Japanese 7-Eleven if possible. <laughs> if you have access to one. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and all bets are off on, on your old North American 7-Eleven. Yeah, but in a pinch, it's there. Mm-hmm. I'm drinking some water to try to <laughs> rinse myself out. Yep. All right. Okay. Should we do some segments? Yeah, let's do spilled mail. So this one comes from listener Maya. Listener Maya says, hello, I'm quite enjoying going through your archives. It's been a real delight. Thank you, listener Maya. Molly mentioned almost always having a baked good, like a muffin or everyday cake at home. And Matthew mentioned often having cookies. I would really enjoy a regular segment, when applicable, of course, about what baked goods you've got at home. I'm always interested in hearing about easy baked goods and ideas on new recipe sources. Thanks for making such a great show. Okay. I think this is a great idea, and I think we can inaugurate this segment right now. Okay, great. Yeah. let uh, Matthew, you have something okay, right so now. Okay, <laughs> so it was recently my birthday, not as you're hearing this, but as we're recording this, mm-hmm. and Wife of the Show, Lori, made Carmelitas, which are a classic uh, Pillsbury Bake Off winning recipe. Like, where where uh, that's, are they? They're in the fridge, so they don't get too, uh, like, if they're, if they're out in a really warm room, they start to kind of lose their structural integrity. Okay. But they're a, uh, like, caramel oat uh, nut chocolate bar cookie mm. that has a really great uh, chewy caramelly texture. It's one of my favorite cookies. And the only change that uh, that she made to the original Bake Off recipe is substituting uh, carousel salted caramel sauce from friend of the show, Kristen Nelson, ardenthomesteader.com, 
for the for the craft caramels that go into the original. Can we put a link to Carousel in our show notes? Yeah, of course, and, and to the original Carmelita recipe. Although I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if Kristen has a Carousel Carmelita recipe on her website. Oh, that's a great idea. You know, I do not have a cake or muffin on my counter at home right now, but I can guarantee I will the next time we do this segment, which will probably be next week. Yeah. Okay. So a couple of questions. First of all, Abby said we could only add a new segment if uh, if we come up with the theme music for it, so oh, I guess I'm going to okay. be in charge of that. Okay. Or we could just like sing a little song right yeah, now. Yeah, let's sing a little song. Okay, what do you, what should we call the segment? What what should bake in? Like, um, is it only stuff we've baked ourselves? I don't uh, think it should wh- be. What you snack in? What you snack in? What you snack in? I like that. It sounds like a like a like a town name. Okay, watch yeah, what you snack in. What you snack in? Yeah. That's right. What you snack in? Uh, okay, so I think the song should go a little something like this. Hey, what you snack in? Hey, what you snack in? <laughs> I'm just over here snacking. But what you snacking? What you snacking? All right, that's going to be the theme music. I love it. <laughs> that wasn't very musical. Let's try again. Okay. Hey, what you snacking? Hey, what you snacking? You gotta tell me what you're snacking. Boopie doopie doop. Or I'll release the kraken. So what you snacking? What you snacking? Nailed it. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, Matthew, do you have a now but wow this week? I do. My Now But Wow is an article from the New York Times, and the headline is, Riders Catch a Little Too Much Air on a Detroit Slide, and it's by Remy Tooman, and we will link to it in the show notes. This is about a uh, amusement park or uh, like public park attraction in Detroit, and the subhead is, The giant slide in Belle Isle Park was briefly closed because it was sending children airborne. Quote, The waxing was a little robust, a state parks official said. <laughs> And, of course, there is video to go with this. And, like, uh, don't worry, I would not recommend this if it wasn't a feel-good story. Nobody broke their neck or got seriously injured on the slide. They just had to adjust the waxing. This um, is delightful. And the thing the thing I like about it is, like, it seemed like a story about uh, old-school summer fun and also really, like, a story about black joy. Oh, because uh, it is this is going on in uh, Detroit, which is, uh, of course, a place with a very high percentage of African-American population. And it's just uh, there's a lot of images and videos of like people having a wonderful summer time. Okay, terrific. So if you would like a little reminder of what it was like to be in the middle of summer, go check it out. So that's Riders Catch a Little Too Much Air on a Detroit slide. Yeah, it made me want to go on a slightly dangerous, totally like non-motorized attraction. (laughs) Excellent. And that's by Remy Tooman in the New York Times. Yep. Our producer is Abby Circatella. And you can chat with other Spilled Milk listeners on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash everything spilled milk. And until next time, uh, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk, the show that puts a little too much hot air in your ears. (laughs) That's a good one. Thanks. That's accurate. I'm Molly Weisenberg. (laughs) And I'm Matthew Amster Burton. All right, dude. Should we do it? Let's do it before anything else happens. Okay. Okay. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.